Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. It is Week 10 Fantasy Recaps Day. Another day for me to recap how one of my leagues is just breaking my heart. Another day for Lee Bay to talk about his massive dynasty trade he made to get Bijan Robinson. But before we jump into that dynasty trade, to Felipe's left, to my right, is the Fantasy Football's Hall of Famer. The Hall of Fame that owns the Fantasy Football. Yeah, Scotty the King. Yep, yep. Some somehow that that kind of worked. I didn't know where I was going with it. I'll be honest. Fantasy sports writers are so. No, I know what it actually is. Hall of Fame. I yeah, know he, what it actually is. You just have to try to have a little bit more fun with it, and yeah. it just didn't come. It didn't. Out. No, like, but it, did, it wasn't great. Look, it wasn't a great delivery. It's like Josh white, Allen. Wasn't white. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't work out. But hey, Josh, we Josh have, Allen is like a mobile Brett Favre, you know, without the ring. And bigger and, and yeah, no handsome ring. as well. I guess. Oh, Brett Favre is much more handsome than Josh well, Allen. But he aged like like a fine wine. I feel like Josh right now, like nah, Brett Favre was like, hot young and too. Yeah, but that's fair. I don't know. Look at his young pictures when you he like got Brett drafted Favre by Atlanta now or like ten years ago. If you like hot. Wrangler jeans, come on. I was gonna say yeah. Wrangler jeans. Yeah. I mean, I've never worn Wrangler and jeans, like but. old trucks and shit. Yeah, come off. But what hey, we guy? have Scotty the King on Scotty! today's episode yeah. to talk through some uh, fantasy overreactions, underreactions. We're going to go through some panic meters, some exhilaration meters, as I've come up with, um, some guessing of the fantasy stats, if you will. Oh, God, Scott's going to be so good um, at this. Scott, before we jump into it, as a reminder, if you are watching on YouTube, go check out our audios anywhere. Go follow us on TikTok. If you're on TikTok, go to our YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button. helps us out tremendously. If you're listening, go check out the full episode on YouTube. Scott, how are you? Also. Up, up. If you're watching and listening, make sure you go to thegameday.com for my weekly waiver wire is Plug up now. Spit. Sleepers, bus, Sam Wagman's matchup to exploit. Always. Mm, Sam uh, Wagman's. We got Stardom and Sidham too. And yes, of sir. course, Frank Amarante, who was top 15 again last week. He was top 10 again? No, Frank was. He, no, Frank he was, was top 10. So Frank now has. The last five weeks, he's got like uh, four top 25s. Uh, well, like five top 25s, four top 15s, so for context, three top 10s, and two top twos. For those listening or those watching, one of the writers here at the game day, which we've talked about a lot, Frank. we've talked about a lot, has obviously does the fantasy rankings week over week. At and the site, yeah. And everyone submits that to Fantasy Pros, right? Like Fantasy Pros yeah. recognizes all these experts. Frank Amarante's rankings have been within the top 25 in the last five weeks and right. within the top 15 in the last four weeks. Right. Did I get that correct? Mm-hmm. He was top 10 this past week. He was top two in weeks four and five, I think right, it was. Right. If you are needing to make a decision on who to start and who to sit, mm. check out the rankings. Thegameday.com. Pretty fucking accurate. Yeah. yeah. Also, before we jump into it, the reason um, we have you on here, as we alluded to at the beginning, is because he's so handsome. It, well, and he's a Seahawks fan, and Thank the you. Cowboys play the Seahawks fan soon. Mm, that's true. Cowboys so Seahawks. Like Cowboys be back fan. in week 13. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. But no, seriously, you were inaugurated into um, the Fantasy Football Hall of Fame. Yes, is this Fantasy correct? Sports Writers Association Hall of Fame, first class, 2011. <laughs> Me, Eric Carabell, legendary Greg Kellogg, Greg Ambrosius, who was the publisher of one of the original fantasy football magazines. I know you don't know what a magazine is, but if you look it up, like one of the <sighs> Never first heard fantasy it. sports magazines. He runs the National Fantasy Football Championships now. One of the guys, and uh, Matthew Berry was also in that class. Matthew Berry, yeah. that's the big one that I wanted you to get at. Um, but yeah, so we have a Fantasy Football Hall of Famer here to talk through Week 10's Fantasy Recaps. Before we jump into it, I want you, I want to play a little game. 
I enjoyed games. We've been playing a lot of games. This might be easier for you. So maybe allow Felipe to guess first and then throw. Cause nah, you, I'm going to smoke Scott in this. Are you kidding um, Not as good as games as I am on analysis. But let's have that's, well, you'll, you'll get it. It's pretty much the, the same thing. But I want you to guess the seven tight ends that have had two-plus games with 20-plus fantasy points this season. All right? So it's guessing a little bit of the fantasy stat, but with a tight end mix to it. So... That's your first guess. Trey McBride, obviously this is a Trey McBride <laughs> stan account yeah. over here. Trey McBride is on that list. He has two. Easy peasy. Yep, that was Hawkinson. easy. TJ Hawkinson has yeah, three. this week. Yep, TJ Hawkinson Travis is on Kelsey. there. Travis Kelsey is also on there. Again, nothing crazy here, but it's a Trey Dalton McBride account. Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid is not there. Really? The, so the people that you have is Hawkinson, Kelsey, and Trey Sam McBride. LaPorta. Sam Laporta is not there. And this is in a George full PPR Kittle league. Sure. George Kittle's there. Yeah. He has three on the year. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is there. You see that? Well, I haven't missed yet. You need two more. So no Sam Laporta, no Kincaid. Two other tight ends have scored. Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is not there. Ooh. Missed. Evan Ingram's not. Right? Not there. Right. Two other tight ends have had two or more games with 20-plus fantasy points this year. Who are they? Janu Smith. Who? Janu Smith from the Falcons. You're adorable. I love you. Janu? Yeah. No, not there. Okay. I like Janu, though. That's a, that's a good one. That's a, that's a new one that I Goddard, haven't heard. Goddard's on. Uh, Goddard's there. not there. Goddard's not there, no. Um, huh. Hunter Henry's certainly not there. No, nope. Hunter Henry's definitely not there. Well, damn. Did uh, I stump you? Did I stump the Michael king? Ma- Michael Myers not there. No, it's just taking me a little. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm no I'm stumped. I don't know any more no tight ends. Uh, Jeremy Shockey, mm. Kellen Jeremy Winslow. Shockey. Jeremy Shockey had one. <laughs> Jeremy Shockey had one. Um, uh, Jake Ferguson. Nope. That's, that's Jake a good one. Jake Ferguson's a good a, pull, but that not was there. Yes, nobody on Cincinnati. You got you nobody got two. Cleveland. You, you Darren got, Waller. Nope. You got two that you, you're going to be like, yeah, we should have got that. Oh, fuck. hold on. Give me a second. Come no, on, King. No. Come on, King. Darren Waller's not on there. Darren Waller's not there. Uh, Logan Thomas is not there. Logan Thomas Luke is Musgrave not there. Musgrave is not there. No, I wish, I though. said Hawkinson. Nope. Cole Komet. Cole Komet is there. Really? Yeah. He has two games with 20-plus fantasy oh, points. Wow. Yes. You need one said, other player. said Laporte is not on Laporta, there. Laporta, no. Kincaid, no. Musgrave. Waller, no. Musgrave, I wish. <laughs> Durham Smythe? No. I know. Kyle it's Pitts is definitely, definitely not there. there. Come on. Let me know when you need a hint. Kate Otten. Nope. That was a good Good pull, though. Hey, shout out no gloves. It's not, a, it's not Tyler Conklin. Not Tyler Conklin. God, man, what? You ready for a hint? Yes. This is a do-it-all type of guy. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill God is the it. final person with twenty I with more than two games. Tight end because he's not a real. Tight he's such end. like a. So a the list hybrid. here are the seven tight ends that have had two plus games with twenty plus PPR fantasy points this year. T.J. Hawkinson had three. Travis Kelsey three. Mark Andrews two. Trey McBride two. Cole Komet two. Taysom Hill two. George Kittle three. Does Smythe right. have twenty all year? No, I don't. I don't believe so. Yeah. I got one more game for you though. That was fun. That I was like that one. That. that was good. Shout yeah. out Dalton Kincaid yeah. and, and Trey he's McBride. There, actually, Trey McBride. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. To, but we've we've been a major Trey McBride. We've been po- huge uh, propaganda machine over here. Yeah, major. Okay. Best tight end of all time. Here's the other one. Now this one is not as crazy, <laughs> but there is something to it, obviously. So another guessing of the fantasy stats. Can you guess the top ten fantasy quarterbacks on the year? On the year. 
Josh Allen. Josh Allen is QB one. So even coming off nice. a bad week, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is QB four. Lamar Correct. Jackson. Lamar Jackson is QB five. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is QB eight. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud is QB nine. We're flowing. We're we're doing fantastic. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson no, is not there. Not there. <laughs> Damn. Um. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Yeah. QB6 yeah, after straight. starting yes. off slow. Yeah, hell Come yeah. Come on, since week six, average, he went 25 points in the bye, 29 points, right. 28 points, 39 Some points. Some are saying MVP. Some are saying. I'm saying it too. I would say he's Dallas's MVP. <laughs> I would say Felipe is Dallas's. Parsons, I would say Dallas is, uh, Dallas needs Felipe, so Felipe is the true. MVP of Dallas. Come on, here we go. <laughs> We're missing. I'm Baker bad. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is not there. We're missing a few. Brock Purdy? Not there. Brock Purdy is not a top 10 quarterback in fantasy this year, right now, after week this 10. This is dangerous, cause he, but I'm going to say Burrow. Joe Burrow is not there. Yeah. Joe Burrow is currently quarterback 17 on the year. Did oh, we say damn. Jalen Hurts? We did not say Jalen Hurts. Yeah. QB2 on the year and had nice. a bye this past week. Yep. Right. By the way, Jalen Hurts, and jo- uh, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen are so far ahead of the pack. That's crazy. Because Jalen Hurts had... Jared Goff is not in the top 10. He's really? QB 12 on the year. But I was saying, Jalen Hurts has 213 fantasy points on the year and had his bye this past week. Josh Allen is obviously QB 1, had two, has 235 fantasy points. I the got next one. Closest, Her cousins would have been there if he didn't get hurt. I got one. My guy, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. This is a Josh Dobbs fantasy episode. This is a Josh Dobbs stat. He is QB 7. On the year ahead of Patrick Mahomes. he's played all those games with the Cardinals. He's, well, and everyone's going to be like, well, Patrick Mahomes had the bye, right? This past yeah, week, yeah. so no wonder. Josh Dobbs had one fantasy point in week one. I do not want to hear it. That is the epitome of a bye. So they are net-net, as we would say. Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs, QB7 on the we year. Patrick Mahomes, the QB8. There. Shout out, Josh Dobbs. You are missing two. Missing two? Missing two. Missing two. One is offensive. Oh. One is offensive. One is offensive that you haven't gotten this one. Tua Tungavailoa. Tua Tungavailoa. Thank you very much for being defensive. Yep. I want to protect you. Thank you. And <sighs> you need one Trevor more. Trevor Lawrence. By the way, Tua is QB 10. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is Deshaun Watson. There. Deshaun Watson is not there. Trevor Lawrence is QB 18 on the year. Been bad. Who is QB 3 on the year? Oh, damn. QB 3. Sam Howell! Sam Howell! Wow. I didn't realize he was that high. I thought he was top 10, but Sam Howell has (laughs) 191.7 fantasy points on the year. That's, oh, excuse me, 191.7 on the year. Here's something interesting. Two more points than Justin Herbert. Tell me who the top five are by average points per game. Uh, When you're evaluating quarterbacks, you should go by average more than. Total. Okay, you want the top five quarterbacks in fantasy based off of averages this yeah. year? Yeah, just tell Do you want to guess them? You want me to just, just tell, tell you? Me. Jalen Hurts is number one, right. 23.7. Right. Josh, Josh Allen, 23.6. He's QB2. Justin Herbert, 21 at QB3. Dak Prescott at 20.5, QB4. And Patrick Mahomes, 19.9 at right. QB5. Right. Kirk Cousins is still there. Obviously, yeah. he hasn't played the last two, so yeah. that, that hurts. Cousins was like averages at that point, so... Yeah, so isn't that crazy? Sam Howell and Josh Dobbs are That's impressive. In the top where, 10 where quarterbacks. Where does Sam Howell and Josh Dobbs rank in average points per game? Sam Howell, please give me a second. Sam Howell is currently QB8 in averages. Okay, 
Josh Dobbs is further down, and I'm not going to count it. But he's outside the top ten. I don't care. He's in that. He's in that first list. Total points. More total points than Patrick Mahomes. Look, just saying. Some people are saying Dak Prescott MVP. Others are saying Josh Dobbs is the Dak greatest Prescott quarterback MVP of all time. Outside of you, some people. Just have it be the winning team. How could he be in the well, end? Well, hold on. It was, this is not a. This is not the caps off. This is fantasy. <laughs> yeah, but, but I watch caps off every day. And you guys <laughs> rile me up with things you're gonna say. And but in defense, to weigh in. in defense of Felipe, if we're gonna say C.J. Stroud is in the conversation, I too believe Dak Prescott deserves to be in the conversation. C.J. Stroud just beat the Bengals. I, I'm with you, but a team is winning and playing well as well. Dak is doing. I'm not saying Dak, Dak sucks. I'm not like one. I of think that's what you're saying. Dak sucks. I think Dak is a pretty good quarterback, but MVP, no. Nah, MVP, MVP. You, you want to hear something, Scott? I'm not saying he is the MVP. I'm the just last, saying he should be in the MVP. The last four, <laughs> the yes, last four games, Dak Prescott's first in passing yards, first in passing touchdowns, first in total touchdowns, 72 percent completion rate. That's second, first in QBR, first in pass yards per attempt. And first so you're EPA reading play. the Dallas Cowboys pregame press release. It's like... That's a good point. You know, these are hey, all nice Hey, still got stats. released. PR, I that's what we do. I say he wasn't good, but guy can't be an MVP if he doesn't beat winning teams. Uh, he's going to. Well, he's going to. okay. Well, now you're just striking a chord with the Tua conversation and the Dolphins. We're not right. going to get into there. Uh, <laughs> but as a reminder... These guys are really good quarterbacks. As a reminder... This is the Week 10 Fantasy Recaps episode, so make sure if you have any questions about Week 10, anything fantasy-related, drop them down below. We'll ask the king. We'll go through it. We'll debate it. So make sure to do that. We see all the questions. We see all the comments. Um, Josh Pilecki asked, does Adam and Felipe have rankings? We do not because we stink at this. Um, no, you don't. MK5VWs asked, is Dallas Goddard out for the season? No, he's just on IR, right? He's on IR. Broken forearm. Yeah. Don't um, What else? Uh, MK also said Kyler Murray is going to be a top five quarterback within the next few weeks. Are you buying or selling that? I would say top 10. You know, we can't just react to what we saw this past week. Kyler Murray will always have upside, but Kyler Murray sometimes has low floor weeks and he's erratic. So, look, I like Murray, but I would say pump the brakes a little bit. And by the way, there's a lot of people that spell brakes wrong. B-R-A-K-E-S. Um not, not brakes as in the car. I was yeah, about to spell it wrong, car. too. Pump those car brakes a little bit. I not like him. He's going to have spike weeks, mm. but I wouldn't say top five. That's fair. What do you think? Top eight, yes. Got anything to that, Felipe? I, I, no, I think it's the same. I mean, upside's insane. And so you like that. He especially. does have some he, disappointing weeks, though. His rushing, like, I was worried about his legs, though. He looked good. Right? Like, not necessarily That's worried. That's best. Yes, but coming back from injury first game, I thought it would be a slower progression. I mean, so did he, I. he looked he looked like he used to. And so that was really good to see. So I think it's what Scott said. Maybe a lower floor, but very high ceiling. Well, I think what I would – a good way to contextualize uh, Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray versus Justin Fields. Who would you prefer rest of season? I don't think it's that crazy to say Kyler Murray. Yeah. Well, we saw Justin Fields before he got hurt, and the way they let him loose as a passer – if he comes back and plays like that, I want Fields. Yeah, Fields was looking good before I, he got I agree. He had two consecutive four-touchdown passing games. I agree with you, but we know in the NFL, like, four touchdowns is not something to expect week over week. No, so. no but that's just – Kyler Murray, I just don't see any four-touchdown games. That's fair. I totally yeah. agree nah, with that. five touchdowns of Trey McBride only. All right, I want to move into a, a segment that did really well on TikTok last week. And it's a segment that I think obviously encapsulates what happened over the last couple of weeks and also in week 10. So this is the uh, this is Caps Off's Panic at the Disco, all right? Yeah. The week 10 Panic I Meter. I saw those guys live, yeah. You saw Panic at the Disco live? Yeah. Wow. Can you sing a song? What was 
that hit song. I know it too. I chimed in with the energy. Right? What was I their write biggest? Oh, I write sins on tragedies. What was their yeah, biggest? Right, hit? I think closing the goddamn the door. door. No. There was another one. It was like their first breakthrough hit. I know, I don't know. it is if I hear it. All right. I saw hold them on. open up for music at Madison Square Garden. Wow. Yeah. That's so you sick. are about to panic at the disco. House of Memories. I write sins, not tragedies. Victorious. I don't know, man. All right. I right. I have no on the idea. radio, their first big hit. That's, I feel I like that's the only one I know. Bum, bum, bum. All right. What's well, the Panic at the Disco, I'm our Week 10 that. panic meter in fantasy? All right. I'm going to name a player, and I want to hear on a scale of 1 to 10 how much you're panicking. All right. Okay. Start with someone that's near and dear to my heart, Calvin Ridley. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much you panicking? Eight, nine. Wide receiver 43 on the year. I'm done with him. I, I would say seven. Why? There's just too many mouths to feed. I hate using cliches, but too many mouths to feed. On that offense, and Trevor Trevor Lawrence's play has been up and down. And I originally thought in the preseason, I said it's a lot for that guy to come off a long layoff and still be a number one wide receiver, especially when there's so much else going in on in that offense. Yeah, I think if so, he's had 14 plus points in three times three times this year. I think I agree. I'm like seven and a half, eight there's right no there. Floor. There's no floor, and I think you have to keep him on the bench right now. That's the unfortunate yeah. part with Calvin Ridley because we know his highs can be up there with some of the best in the NFL in terms of, like, wide receiver one production. Totally. It's just not going to fucking come, and we I don't know if it's ever going to come. Like, 12 rounds later. And, and he's been better. He's, he's been, been way better. better. Yeah. So I agree. I think Calvin Ridley is right in that 7-8 to eight spot. Um, another guy, DJ Moore. He had 10.9 fantasy points this week. Over the last five weeks, he's had 10.9, 5.4, 9.5, 13.4, 10.1. He's yet to score more Pan- than 10 fantasy points in a game without Justin Fields. Panic is five because Fields is coming back. So. Yeah. Thoughts? That's exactly it. I've said the same thing last week. Yeah, when we thought Fields was coming back last week. Okay, he didn't come back. That's fine. Expected for DJ Moore not to have another an insane game. He's going to get back to kind of what he was doing before. Yeah. I think, I think trade five. trade deadline's coming up. You know, good Good time to buy on. I think five is right on the money. If not, it, it could be anywhere from a three to five, depending on what you need, I feel like. Because yeah. Good DJ, time to buy on great DJ time Moore. To buy. If you have a winning record and you want to have him for the playoffs, trade for him. Um, a lot of people coming in on TikTok right now. Make sure to drop your fantasy questions. This is the Week 10 Fantasy Recaps episode with Scotty the King, a fantasy football Hall of Famer, next to Matthew Barry. So make sure to drop your questions, trade questions. We'll go ahead and answer them. I'm actually next to Felipe, though. Yeah. Well, you're also next to me. <laughs> we're next to each no, other we're on actually, this. We're actually physically closer to each other. All right, other. all right, yeah. all right. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much are you panicking on Adam Thielen? Uh, it's the third consecutive I, I game would, without would, scoring I a would, touchdown. I would say five because Damn. I think he played over his head statistically early on, mm. and it's kind of like you were getting a bonus for a guy that wasn't even drafted in a lot of leagues. So my expectations were always kind of that he was going to regress. But he could have a few more good games, you know, as Bryce Young continues to progress. He's not C.J. Stroud, but I think he'll continue to get better. So I'm not overly panicking because whatever I got out of Adam feeling already, I consider it a bonus. Totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree. I would go even less probably through a four. Like, you weren't expecting that type of performance early on. That's awesome that you got it and it got you in a position to where you're, like, you're starting him every week. I think you're getting now what – you probably expected, and maybe even better than, slightly better than you expected. Eight fantasy in the first points. Place. He's averaging eight fantasy points over the last three weeks. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of like before the season. If you were to look at Adam Thielen, I don't even think you people expected, expected eight that. fantasy points. And yeah, so yeah. I think you're okay. I agree. I think I might go as low as like three because I think you have to factor in what he did at the beginning of the year. I totally agree with you. 
if you if he was doing this like consistently over the year, you'd be like, you wouldn't even be in this conversation, right? If he didn't do what he did. Yeah. Volume remains king. I think the touchdowns will be like no, Scott the volatile aspect yeah. of it. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, but Adam Thielen ranks 12th among wide receivers this season with 85 targets. He's fifth in total receptions. I, I think he's going to be fine. I'm putting it at a three. Okay. I think um, he's going to be what he is. This yeah. is this is the one of the contentious ones. Mm. Tony Pollard. On a scale of one to ten, how much are we panicking? Nine. Ten. You're ten, full, get rid of him. You're full panic meter? I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to that Cowboys front office right now, and I'm cutting Tony Pollard. Woo! Okay. He doesn't have the burst that Rico Dowdle has, bro. Exactly. The only reason, the only reason we were so high on him last year, look, he produced his ass off last year, but it was the burst, it was the explosiveness, it was these being able, he was using these in, in this utility piece way that he was just getting yards left and right. And like now this year, even in those positions, he's not being able to really capitalize on that. 55 scoreless yards against the worst team in the league. This was supposed to be the get right game for Tony Pollard. Instead, as the man said, okay, Rico Dowdle ran with burst. Yeah, he looked he good. He made tacklers miss. He looked good. Rico Dowdle is now a threat to start taking carries in a timeshare. Read my waiver wire column on thegameday.com. Woo! 10% of your fab or more on Rico Dowdle this week. Or you just already have Rico Dowdle, like someone on this podcast if does. I, in every league where I have Pollard, I have Dowdle. Same. Because I want to be insurance yeah, man. I don't know if I'm going 10, because 10 to me is like, uh, there's no coming back from it. I still think it's an 8, 8.5, because I think last week it was an 8, so I'll go 8.5. Yeah. I'll go 8.5. I'll split. I'll, I'll, I'll go right, slightly lower. The last touchdown for Tony Pollard came in the third quarter of week one. Yep. I do think the reason he's not a full-on 10, and the reason I would still, I would still not try to buy low, but if you need a running back, because I think he is at the... Floor. He is in the basement right now, and there is still a chance, <laughs> bless your soul, Sorry. that he can be an RB2 with upside. That's the only reason I'm putting him I at an eight. I don't see any upside. I d- well, of course he has upside. He's Tony Pollard on one of the better offenses in the NFL. There's 55 always- scoreless yards against the New Jersey Giants. I know what he did. Worst worst the the New Jersey Giants. Was that worst, on purpose? Worst team in football. <laughs> he has no upside. I'm putting it eight and a half. I'm not panicking. There is someone on here that I have on my 10, though. Um... All right, next up. That was intentional. <laughs> that was a good one. Aaron Jones, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much are you panicking? I'm panicking a 7 because I thought he was bouncing back, and now he's not. So they just don't have a running game. That's a, that's a sorry offense. You know, maybe, mm. maybe I also I like talk that. about Reed, you know, the rookie, you know, in my waiver column. Jayden he's Reed, worth yeah. a flyer. What do you think? Yeah, I was, you know, Scott keeps stealing my numbers and shit, but... So I was going to say around seven, but, I, uh, you know, six or seven, I think, yeah, we thought he was going to bounce back. And Adam, you and I talked about that multiple times, yep. like, uh, and, and it just hasn't been in the same way. Um, so, yeah, I would say around that. I, I, I agree. I think I got to put him in the six, seven range because he was getting healthy and he looked good and then somehow just dropped. Had, there were two opportunities that he dropped passes and that right out of the gate, Matt LaFleur kind of benched him a little bit. So... The only reason he's not higher than that is because at full health, like he's still getting used a lot and he's got a good playoff schedule. But you got to be concerned. I think there's definitely room for concern with how bad that team has been. still believe that Tony Pollard can bounce back. Like me. Make sure you trade with those people. (laughs) Make sure you trade with those people. I'm not saying Tony Pollard's going to be the RB1 of fantasy, but I'm saying that Tony Pollard is someone that can turn. You are, what's the best way I can say this? 
screw you. <laughs> well, if those are your two running backs, yeah, for sure. But I, I'm just saying, the the way the running those backs are, are two guys you drafted, you're in bad. The shape. way the running back position is right now, there are mm. only a handful of guys that you feel comfortable with in terms of fantasy. Outside of that, it is a crapshoot. So the only reason I'm saying, if you need a running back, if your fucking running back is Aaron Jones, and you're panicking and you just want someone that is pretty similar in terms of. Boomer bust. I'm. I don't mind if you have to go to get Tony Pollard. That's all I'm saying. There's no boom for Tony. Pollard. I totally disagree. We haven't There's seen boom it. Boom for Aaron Jones. Fifty-five scoreless yards against the. Worst I know team what he did. League. I get it. But I, I think there are days that he's going to have performances when? that he did a week one. He hasn't done it since. I just think I, I'm not saying consistently. I just think there are, there are slightly better days for Tony Pollard. We'll do it against the Seahawks. Against the Seahawks, Tony will go for 300 Please, total. All right, I got a few more. Bobby Wagner's the best run-stopping linebacker in, in the league. What are you talking about? But he hasn't ran into Tony Pollard. Pollard. Right, 55 yards against the Giants, <laughs> Tony Pollard. That's true. The Giants defense is, like, I know they the just New got Jersey blown Giants. the fuck don't out. Don't forget. Don't, don't, I know don't, the Giants don't. just got blown the fuck look, out, but look, I'm just. I love you, but you're losing Aww. this Tony Pollard debate, okay? Oh, yeah. Don't try to double down on it. Okay, I put him at an eight. I'm gonna bu- if I need a running back. If I, I don't mind, high, if I could go higher than a ten, I would. Damn, so go higher. Yeah, you're going eleven. I go fifteen on Tony. You Pollard. think Tony Pollard is the biggest panic in in the fantasy right now? One, at running back, yeah. Woo! See, well, here's past a, panic. He's already. It's, yeah, but you're, you're also already. not trading him for shit because you're not gonna get shit back. So right, exactly. I, I would, That's why I would so trade I like for the optimism. People like Adam. That's why I would take Tony Pollard. Because, because, again, in fantasy, especially the way this is right now, like, you need upside. You need someone that can potentially return no on what they're doing. You think there's upside. He doesn't think there's upside. So split the difference. I think it's the New Jersey Giants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Saquon Barkley on a scale of 1 to 10. How much are you panicking? Uh, I'm, panicking I'm a 5. about a 6. I've seen him have good games where there's still no quarterback. There's nobody around him on offense. But he's still... Does get it done when the matchup is right. The matchup was not right against Dallas. Yeah. What do you say? I say uh, I'm, I'm a five. I, I exactly that. Look, it, it sucks. It's the opposite of mouths to feed in New York. They don't or in New Jersey. So sorry, Scott. Yeah, of course. They don't have anything, and so <laughs> Saquon's the only guy they have. Now he can take advantage of certain matchups. Obviously, this matchup against Dallas wasn't it. I still would have liked them to get more involved in the passing game, perhaps playing from behind. So yeah. that's a little bit worrisome. But um, I have him slightly he's higher. He's explosive still, and he's going to get his still on occasion. I have Saquon slightly higher on my panic meter only because he's the only option there, and the offense is just so bad. Like, you know where it's going, so the opportunities yeah. the aren't is as, when like, excited. is right, Saquon's the type of guy that even if defenses know he's coming, he still gets his. Yeah, he's not a 10 or 11, as you would say Tony yeah. Pollard is. But 15, he said 15, Tony. Oh, Tony you said 15? Pollard that was like, the number? Like, they could... Clear out the linebackers, and he still wouldn't. Be <laughs> I'm gonna go by Tony. Uh, we right. we know that. Uh, Nico the Collins. Consolation bracket. Nico Collins, scale one to ten. Uh, <laughs> ah, three. You know, it's it's the foot. He's fine. I might go two on that. Uh, then we'll move into it. Lamar Jackson. Three. QB sixteen on the week. QB five on the year though. Two, it's the third consecutive two, week as QB one, fifteen one, one or worse. Also. I one will off tell week. you, though, and I'm just going to take this. I was yelling at Caps Off last week when you were talking, <laughs> talking about the Ravens being the best team in the league. I wrote an article on thegamedayfootball.com yep. saying they're sure a great did. regular season team. The two things with the Ravens in the playoffs is Lamar Jackson has a 1-3 playoff record, and he's got the same problem he's always had. 
not enough playmakers. Sure. I think Lamar Jackson is closer to... For me, it's like a three only because they've been winning games, and we've been saying this all year. They're winning games, and he's not having these blow-up performances. They're relying on the ground a lot more. So I just... I do I see, think I La- see a four maybe? Yeah, yeah, like do I think Lamar is still like you're always going to start him in fantasy of no course. matter what? You're going to ride and die with that. But at the same time, I do think because they've been winning games and he hasn't been blowing up as well, it's you're not panicking whatsoever. But you're definitely taking notice. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would say. Is like the past few weeks, he's he hasn't been good fantasy wise, right? Like yeah, they won a couple games, he just lost this one. But fantasy wise, I think he's been capping out at like twelve to fifteen. Yeah, he was the third consecutive week as QB fifteen or worse. There you go. So and he's still QB five overall. So that tells you everything you need to know. He's gonna bounce back. To watch for waivers is Odell Beckham Jr. has now scored in two consecutive games. I do agree with that. He might be starting to round into his form. And I always root for Odell because I did a promotion with him like years ago. Nicest guy. I root for Odell Beckham. He is a really nice guy. Yeah. Two more guys on this panic meter. Sam Laporta. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much are you panicking on Sam Laporta? Uh, three. I think he'll bounce back. I'm uh, not worried about Sam Laporta. I would agree. I would agree. I think it's a similar situation with, like, who, who were we talking about before? Uh, Adam Thielen, who, you know, you weren't expecting crazy shit from Sam Laporta I was this year. expecting better from Sam Laporta than I was from Adam That's Thielen. fair. But it surprised me being a top three tight end. Yeah, but Laporta, I guess my point is that he really popped off early in the season Regressed a little bit. I, I don't think you're worried about him. He's he's still... You know who he is. I don't think you're worried, but the only reason I'll put it at like a five is because I think after the first couple of weeks, you expected him to be a top three tight end. Now it's like he's averaging seven points a game. Here's what you have to remember. Jared Goff is a strict home quarterback. Twenty Going into last week, 20, 31 of his last 41 touchdown passes came at Ford Field. Oh, wow. I so, didn't know that. So yeah, Sam crazy. Laporta, you know... Gonna play off of that. He's gonna be better at home than he is on the road. Wow, bringing the stats in. I like that one. Sorry, I was looking at standard on that. Sam Laporta is tight end twelve since week six. Um, So look, I think I agree with you. You're starting no matter what. But the only reason I put it at a five is like right down the middle is because the person that you thought he would be early on is kind of almost what Trey McBride and Kincaid are right now. I I wouldn't argue with it. Yeah, I would probably McBride over everybody. Uh, Last but not least. Last but not least, and I think I know the answer, Travis Etienne. Scale 1 to 10, how much are you panicking? Uh, worst low. I'm year. low on him. I'm not worried. Two? I think it's a, I'll, I'll go zero. One. Like, I'll go two. It's just, uh, you know, the, the, he ran into a buzzsaw with the 49ers yep. coming off the bye. Yeah, yeah and we saw I other totally teams agree. do the same thing against the Niners. Not worried at all. Etienne gets his, man. Yep. Whether it's in the receiving game, rushing. I'll like, trade from right come now. Come on. Um, all right, before we jump into our Week 10 exhilaration meter, I want to answer some questions. Obviously, we are here with the Fantasy Football Hall of Famer, Scotty the King, mm. and then uh, Felipe Fontes, who is um, the Caps Off King. Next to the Fantasy Football GOAT. Exactly. Um, so I see some of your questions. Make sure to sum- submit them below. We're going to answer them. Um, this guy on TikTok says, trade Keenan Allen for Justin Jefferson. No. Yeah, I would, prefer, I would prefer Keenan Allen. Yeah, well... Jefferson, I'm not sure he's going to come back this week. And whenever you make a trade, I say this, you either want to fill a need or make an upgrade, and that trade does neither of it. Bro, Keenan Allen's wide receiver two on the year, PPR. We were looking at it yesterday, Adam, just going from game to game from week one all the way through week 10. It's literally insane. I mean, I think he's had like two 40-point performances. He's it's, it's well, you're not doing that. You I mean, don't need Justin Jefferson if you have Keenan Allen. On that conversation, too, like everyone's freaking out about how AJ Brown has been in fantasy. Keenan Allen has more points than him. Now, granted, AJ Brown was on a bye this week, and yeah. I, I get that, but still has 205 uh, total Keenan's fantasy ridiculous. points. 
Like and and an underrated one who had a bad week. Tyler Lockett of like two of the guys that proved that people always say, "Oh, he's thirty years old." I'm worried about him. They're both thirty-one. Thirty-one's not the end of a line. Keenan and he looks great. Hey, Um, Mike Evans looks good too. LBB Spank says Tua or Josh Dobbs in fantasy. I would say rest of season. Who would you prefer? Tua. Tua, I think you know Dobbs. Dobbs only posts adequate fantasy stats, and he will elevate by his rushing numbers. I mean he. He's rushed for touchdowns in four consecutive games. Yeah. That's not sustainable. Uh, BZ Boy says, to he was responding to our question, so McBride over Laporta. The question I'll ask you is, who would you prefer rest of season, Trey McBride or Sam Laporta? It's it's so close, I mm. think. I think mm. in a standard mm. league for touchdowns, I would prefer Laporta. In a PPR, I would prefer McBride. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah give me McBride all day, man. That's my guy. Yeah. Somehow me and him need to connect. Um, Chrissy on TikTok says, Deontay Foreman, what are your thoughts on the future usage of Deontay Foreman? We were talking about it a little bit. Khalil Herbert's going to come back, so it's going to be more of a split workload. Mm. You probably won't see the, the value be higher than it is now. Mm. Uh, Heber on TikTok, last question before we jump into the exhilaration meter. Trade away Stefan Diggs. Bill's got the hardest schedule coming up. Are you trading away Stefan Diggs? I'm, I'm not trading not. him just to trade him. Here's the thing. With schedule. The defense doesn't always win the matchup. Mm. And the reason why Stefan Diggs is a superstar is because he's often excelled or played well against top defenses. Yep. That's the difference between the superstar. You can't always look at the schedule and say, well, I'm going to lower my expectations. He did have a great game the other night. You know, Patrick Sertan's a really good cover corner. Denver's playing. But I wouldn't get rid of him just to get rid of him. I'd see what you can but get. i see what I can get, but just because he has a tough schedule doesn't mean that, Judge, that Stephon Diggs is not going to not play well. Diggs is uh, it's still cute. Uh, wide receiver four on the year. They do have a 13 bye, though, so that's, that's that adds to it. there, too. Wide receiver four on the year. Again, we talk about Tyreek and Keenan Allen. We were just talking about A.J. Brown. Stephon Diggs, 201 fantasy points on the year. Like, he has yep. been... Exactly he what you've done against everybody. Yeah. And I know people are going to panic over like him complaining. Trayvon Diggs obviously tweeted out. I think they'll, I think they'll be fine. Now, granted, what happens in the offseason? Wise, they'll be fine. Yeah, whatever happens in the offseason is one thing, but I think, I think Stefan Diggs will be fine. Unless you could get, what would you trade? What would you need back if you were trading Stefan Diggs? I'd be looking to fill a need. I'd, I would want to get a, say a top running back back. Mm. Uh, if I, if I'm if I'm if I'm working a trade around say. Digs for Eckler, you know. So you want superstar for superstar. Help. I want superstar for superstar. I trade Stefan Diggs away. I'm not settling. I don't, 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 don't offer me Tolly Pollard for Stefan Diggs. Yeah. All right. I, I want to though. Yeah. What you you would though? I would yeah. do Stefan Diggs for Tony Pollard for sure. <laughs> I wish I was in his league. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to move into Week 10's exhilaration meter. A little bit of a, a new thing I'm going to bring to you, right? So we always talk about panic meters and how much you're panicking based off of performance. I want to flip it. I want to do the opposite. I want to give you a bunch of players that performed well in week 10, and I want you to tell me how exhilarated you are, how excited you are by this performance, or if you're just totally out on it. So we'll say 10 is the closest thing to being like, I'm all in, I buy it, this is the norm, and then one is like, ignore it, never happening again. So we'll start with Devin Singletary, 23.1 fantasy points. Ah, five. Four. Four. Any reason? I don't believe believe it. Although 30 carries, I think. He he's has. better than he's better than Damian Pierce. I've been saying this. He's Damian more Pierce has just not been good in the Texans. Yeah. I'll say five because he's never going to have a game like this the rest of the season, but now it could be a timeshare in Houston when, when Pierce comes back. I'm just 13 carries for 26 yards the previous week, but 
like I say in my waiver wire column on thegameday.com with Singletary, Houston's done a great job of getting max out of their players more than we've expected. Yeah. So the reason why I'm tempering my expectations is why, why I feel like Pierce coming back is still going to be a timeshare. Uh, mm. Javante Williams, 21 fantasy points last night on Monday Night Football. Oh, I'm at like a six or seven. I might be at like an eight, bro. Like, I'm, at, I'm at a seven and a half. He's, ever since he came back from that quad injury, he's running really well. Do you remember like week three or week four? I was talking about Javante, and you were like, yeah. I'm off him. I'm, yeah, and I'm like, was, it's now, coming. Now I'm on him. You were right. <sighs> Validation. I mean, Twice in one week. From the fantasy goat. Yeah. Um, Jalen Warren, 19 fantasy points. Are you exhilarated by it? Or are you ignoring it? It was nice for me in DFS, but I'd say a four. <laughs> Just Najee Harris is always going to be there. Najee's yeah. running hard. You know, he is... Allegedly, Mike Tomlin named Jalen Warren the starter I Saturday know. night. Yeah, That's what start, he said. But starting means you're on the play for the first field of the game. You know, But ha- it's also just preference. Ha- Harris is, is still there and still running hard. I just I don't trust either Pittsburgh running back, and I think near the goal line it's going to be Harris over Warren. What do you say? Yeah, I mean Najee's getting a lot of touches still. Like you can't ignore that. It's I'm, not Jalen Warren had a good game. Don't get me wrong, but Najee actually did too. Yeah. Na- Najee was violently slamming into defenders. He was yeah. running hard. Yeah. I would put it at a five because it's somewhere in the middle of of it. I might look to like move Jalen Warren and see if you can get something back for him. Uh, Bijan Robinson, seventeen point six fantasy points on a scale of one to ten. How exhilarated are you by that performance? Seven. I thought he was going to say 17. <laughs> it might be. Well, he just I had the dynasty trade. Ridiculous dynasty trade from Bijan. Damn Robinson. straight. I don't know if we're going to get into it. but We definitely you know, are not. We're not. Yeah. He basically like pulled off a Herschel Walker, Ken, Ricky Williams kind of thing where he was like. Yeah, but it's going to work this time. Yeah, but I trust my guy. He's, he's a, he's a dynasty dog. Thank you. The best GM's figured out. Yep, yep, yep. Sometimes the and best GMs make mistakes. The best GMs go like get their guy. To- like training for Tony Pollard. They don't Pollard. give up five quality players and a first-round pick for them. Hey, when, they, when they're bench players. On a scale of 1 to 10, thoughts on B. John Robinson? Where are you putting that number at? Uh, I would say 6 because of Arthur Smith. Yeah. Ask Frank Amarante, who tweets about Arthur Smith 50 times a day. Literally. And how much he hates him. His exhilaration is probably about 2. Yeah, I think it's like... probably tell you to trade Bijan right now. I think it's like six or seven, probably, because I think we've been saying this at Arthur Smith's somewhat coaching for his job based off of the way this this season ends up finishing with the amount of talent that they have. So I think it's like somewhere in the middle. Uh, Mm. Dak Prescott, scale one to ten. Are we exhilarated by his performance? Are we... I would say seven. Because, yes, they've had good matchups recently. I, I just read off the past four weeks. He's leading the league in pretty much every category. You considered a good quarterback, though. you got to take advantage of those matchups. Yeah. No, ab- no, absolutely. So then what I would say is that matchups are going to get harder. Not the next couple weeks. He's got some easy ones the next couple weeks. But they are going to have to face, you know, the Eagles again. And then you got the Bills and, and stuff like that. So it's going to... see what he's doing here. It's going av- to average out. Uh, but what I will say is why I'm confident in Dak, and I'll put him at around a seven or eight in terms of exhilaration, is because Mike McCarthy looks really, really good. He's putting Dak in those positions to succeed. So I would say that. And Dak is running a lot more. That can't get uh, over overshadowed. I'm in a seven, too. I always felt like he's an underrated fantasy quarterback, and I don't mind having him as a starter. Uh, I know as he left the Seahawks out of those matchups, obviously he hasn't watched the Seahawks games. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I very good. I put him down. around the seven mark as well. Yeah. I think like he's running more. The offense looks better. I think he could be a top ten quarterback the rest of the season. So uh, yeah, I think it's sure. definitely something to take note of. Yeah. Um, Josh Dobbs had twenty five point one fantasy points. Scale one to ten. Are we ignoring it? Are we buying it? What are we doing? I'm five because, like I said, he puts up adequate passing numbers, rush for f- touchdowns in four consecutive games, forty plus yards for his last five. I think I think people are getting a little excited because the overall story. I know the a football life on Josh Dobbs is probably coming next <laughs> week, but uh, I just don't. I'm, I'm still skeptical that he's quite this good because I, I hate to do this. I'm going to compare this to Gino. Gino was playing balling out the first twelve weeks of last year, mm-hmm. and I feel like when defenses started to adjust to him more. The production started to come down, so I feel like there's going to be a cap some point, third, fourth game. All of a sudden, Dobbs is going to regress. Your boy Josh Dobbs, what are you putting? Man, in? I'm at a seven. Uh, I think that yes, you know, you talk about obviously the rushing upside has brought him up the past few weeks, but I think that continues. Defenses can figure him out. I don't think it'll be all like. Right now, I don't think it'll be this season necessarily. And I think we'll just keep putting up what he's putting up. It's just not what you expected. That's why I'm a little bit higher than usual. And if I'm replacing a quarterback that got hurt or, like, uh, replacing a, a bye week with him, I'm really excited about that. So, uh, yeah, I'll put him around a seven. Two more guys. Noah Brown. He's wide receiver three over the last two weeks. Uh, like a three. I'm not excited at all about Noah Brown. I'm a five because here's the thing. As a football player, Noah Brown seems like a guy – who the team loves internally, like they did in Dallas. He was a glue guy. Uh, he's willing to make a cat tough catch in traffic. That's he's got true. downfield gears. But as soon as Nico Collins comes back, yeah. I think his production suffers. That's fair. Um, and last but not least, I was going to do Brandon Cooks, but I don't think anyone's really taking stock of it. I mean, unless you want you want to do I mean, Brandon. Go, go Brandon. Brandon my Cooks. top wide receiver in my waiver column on the Ooh. game day. So on a scale of 1 to 10, are you buying it or selling it, essentially? I'm buying in on him because it took a while for him to adjust, but he's caught touchdown passes in three of his last four games. He's not going to have a game like he did against the Giants this past week again, mm. but he's the number two receiver that this team needs, and he's fitting into that role. Brandon Cooks, wide receiver eight over the last two weeks. Damn. Yeah, I would go like Six three. Six-time 1,000-yard receiver. Yeah, yeah no, he's That's underrated. Great. And last but not least, on a scale of 1 to 10, in our exhilaration meter, Trey McBride. 10, 10, 10, 30, 10, 100, 10,000. I'm going to nine. Yeah, I think, I think you have to. I think like, out of all these people that I've mentioned, outside of maybe Javante Williams, like Trey McBride is the one that you're like, this guy, maybe not to the extent of well, 21 fantasy points, Trey but he's going to keep performing. The last year and a half learning under Zach Ertz. Yeah, that's huge. You know, what always veterans in every sport will take a young guy under their wing. Right. And having learning from Zach Ertz, oh, man. you can see that's rubbing off. Also, people forget, uh, Zach Ertz was tight end three on the year last year with Kyler Murray. Uh, the, and Trey McBride is just a better athlete at this point in, over at Zach this point Ertz in his career. Yeah, yeah. His career. So, yeah, I think you got to definitely take stock of that. Yep. McBride is him, man. All right. Well, hey, good episode. A lot good of information. Episode. Good job, Scott. That was fun. We got a few questions before we sign off. Let's um, a couple quickly. Let's see. Let's see. Let's find a good one. Um, ooh, shout out Matthew Port. He said, you guys are the only reason I went from 0-5 to 5-5. Thank you for doing this. You guys oh help a ton. That, oh, sh- that is proof that you should never give up because in one of my big money leagues four years ago, I started 1-6, and, and I never lost again through the Super Bowl. 
That's crazy. That's what you're going to do. Hey, shout out to you, man. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Heber or Heber on TikTok said, Stefan Diggs and George Kittle for Alvin Kamara and Brandon Ayuk. He has A.J. Brown no. and needs a running back. No. Not doing that. No. Give it, I think he's giving up a little too much. Okay. You were going to say otherwise, weren't no, you? No, I'm, I'm with them. Um, would you trade uh, Thick Really or Thick underscore Rye says, trade ETN for Josh Jacobs and Hollywood Brown? No. Uh, oh, and Hollywood no. Brown. No. Uh, I wouldn't do it either. You, you're trading the best player in you this trade. trade like a top five, six running back. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. And, you know, Hollywood Brown wide receiver too, but then the other player you're getting back, no. Uh, last question on this. I've seen this a ton, a ton of questions with Trevor Lawrence. So what do you do with Trevor Lawrence? This is from Brandon on TikTok. I mean, you, you bench him right now, and you—he's a streamer. Is he yeah. droppable? He's not droppable, but right now he's a streamer. You, you don't cut him because he does have the talent around him and his own yeah. talent to bounce back. But it's hard to start him right now. Right. Yeah. Now. You have Sam Howell. You know, you start yeah. him over over Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. You don't cut him. All right. Well, hey, this was a great episode. Scotty, thanks for coming in and doing this again. We love having you on. Plug yourself again on Twitter, what you got on thegameday.com. At Scotty the King on X. Mm, yeah. X. I like X Twitter. Twitter. Yep. Uh, you can also find me at thegameday.com. My sleepers. Bingo. My busts and my waiver wire is up right now, plus my betting analysis, my props. I think I had a good week after a run of a few bad weeks. Check me out on Seahawks.com every mm. Tuesday Woo. and Wednesday. Damn straight. Uh, the Fantasy Insider tab. That's me. Love it. Uh, and I go around the league, not just the Seahawks, and also Rotoballer.com, where you can check out uh, a lot of my other stuff. I love it. And well, Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Radio. God, he's everywhere. XM, Sirius and XM 87, Saturdays 5 to 6 Eastern. I love Jeez, it. Jeez, yo, Scott, you're everywhere. They, they, fantasy God right here. Come on. By the way, Ken Don't Dorsey sleep. just got fired as offensive coordinator in Buffalo. Wow. Mm, mid-season move. Um, yeah, but as a reminder, this was our Fantasy Recaps episode. We do have another Fantasy episode on Thursday. That'll be our buy low, sell high. So if you have a ton of trade questions, don't know who to target, who you can trade away, make sure to tune into that. That's a live episode at 10.30 a.m. on Thursday. Mm. Also, if you're here Not from TikTok or on YouTube, make sure to check out our episode that drops tomorrow, our Cafeteria episode, where we'll go through a bunch of games. I know we have some good ones to talk about this week. And then Friday will be our predictions episode. Sunday we'll be doing a watch along again. Um, King, it's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, Great to be here, and now i got to go do my fantasy basketball lineups. Check out my fantasy basketball yeah, waiver wire on Friday. Who Fridays the fuck plays fantasy basketball? Who the fuck's playing fantasy basketball? That's the real question. You know what I'm saying? Some people play that. Some people play that. Um, <laughs> as we depart all of our fantasy episodes, we do it in one specific way. It's Felipe's words of wisdom. What do you got for us on this Tuesday morning? Hey, whatever you do in your life, life. strive to be as great. As Scott Eagle is at fantasy football. Let's go. We will see you tomorrow for our cafeteria episode. I love you all. Goodbye. Peace. The Caps Off podcast is brought to you by The Game Day, starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Perotti, and Matan Mann. Check out our socials at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and Caps Off Podcast on TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube at the link in the description if you want to see more content and watch our videos. Don't forget to go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.